Um, hello everyone, welcome to uh, Project A+. Who are you? Hunter, who the hell are you? Uh, I'm here. Mm. You can sound a little bit more enthusiastic about it. So we're doing two movies today, Johnny Cho's Election and Yoga Hoses. And a third movie. A third movie? Mm-hmm. Wow. What's, what's this movie called? Uh... To quote my favorite band of all time, Tusk. Ah. Yeah, so we were watching Tusk, the Kevin Smith film. So we're yeah. we're round we're rounding we're approaching the end of our Kevin Smith series. We're in it. We're <laughs> rounding the bases. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> hitting the grand slam today. <laughs> well, I guess we'll see if we'll hit the grand slam. <clears throat> um. Do you have any uh, personal stuff you want to talk about before we get into the program today? Do I have any personal stuff I want to talk about before we get into the program today? Um, yeah, do you have any anecdotes you'd like to share? No, I haven't generated any anecdotes. Um, perhaps given my present uh, mode of living. So I'm afraid the burden falls upon you to... Uh, Fill the uh, anecdote vacuum on the no, I have I have no an- I have no anecdotes. No share. anecdotes. Like you leave no. the house, you do stuff. You have a wife. You have no, uh, kids. No anecdotes. What have your kids been up to? Oh, uh, I've been eating them. I've been teaching them how to make love to each other. Right. Very funny. <laughs> like dog tooth. <laughs> my, favorite, my favorite movie. <laughs> 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 Been watching Picard. That's a that's an anecdote you could share. <laughs> I just finished watching Picard last night. I watched the last two episodes. Oh, is it, was it a uh, thrilling send off to one of your favorite and most of, iconic? Of course it was. It it, it remains a source <laughs> wow, of uh, extreme. A, I didn't even get to finish my fucking question. Now. All right, go go go. No, no, go on. What are you doing? You're eating something. Mm-hmm. The mic is distorting. Are you sure your levels are okay on your end? It might just be the Discord rendering of it. Uh, I think it's okay. Can't you see like the meter? Is is it, it's not going into clipping into the red or anything? Um, I don't think so. What do you mean you don't think so? Don't can't you literally <laughs> see what's happening in yeah, Darius' yeah. fan right it's, now? It's not going into it's not going into red. All right, all right. We'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> You're probably also like munching on some uh, snacks. Uh, right? Yeah, I need a snack. So. Oh God. <laughs> anyway, what was your question? It be product I'm plus, giving you a chance uh, to uh, have another take. Was it a was it a throwing send off to one of your favorite characters? It remains a source of joy for me the way that they have squandered the Borg. <laughs> it's such an unlikely creation in the first place that this show that is building upon a legacy not only of movies but of, of the original TV show. Mm. And then they're using the legacy elements. It's still like an enterprise ship. It's essentially the same formula. But they managed to create an entirely new threat in the form of the ball. That's, that's become that's become basically equally iconic to the other ones. And I would say is the best villain in the franchise in its original conception, right? In a perfect contrast to the, the ideals of the Federation, too. Yes. And then as soon as they introduce the queen, it's... <laughs> yeah, obviously, but that that's okay because the film was okay and the TV show had ended at that point. I mean, it's, it's not mm. good for the future of the franchise, but I can kind of forgive that film. 
But it's funny to me that Picard has like really sunk the knife in. Mm. First of all, in the second series of Picard, um, they brought back the Borg Queen without the rest of the Borg around her. So she just functions as a character in the ensemble and almost like a comic relief villain. It was kind of really pathetic. (laughs) Uh, And then in the third season, the reveal late in the game, only in the last couple of episodes, they reveal, oh, it's actually the Borg is at the heart of this uh, evil conspiracy, right? Again. And they bring the queen back again, but they manage a way of making it even worse by um, revealing that they have developed this ability to encode, like, human genome DNA sequences. So, like, Picard's uh, estranged son in this inherited the genome that they implanted in Picard when he was a Borg. (laughs) <laughs> so he becomes like a like a sleeper Borg, right? Mm. And then the queen is there and she reveals her new plan. She's like, it's no longer about assimilation. It's about annihilation. <laughs> like, oh, <Jesus> fuck. <laughs> and like the, the, the now, the, the new philosophy is like genetic engineering. So I'm just like astonished that they... <laughs> they fucked it up they, that badly. They keep making it worse. Uh, anyway... That's my review of Picard. <laughs> what have you been watching? Honestly, like nothing. <laughs> wow. Speaking of um, Johnny Toe's election, should we uh, talk about it? Yeah, let's do it. I was trying to get elected in my local triad thing. I thought I'd be a pretty solid choice But then the other guy He said I'll kill you till you die And I knew this day had gone from bad to worse Alright, well you elected, as it were To watch this film for the podcast this week I did Indeed to discuss it So I feel like the onus is on you I should introduce it to synopsize it for us. Okay. And also okay. justify your choice. Okay, well, justify my choice is easy. You know, I've, I've enjoyed quite a few Johnny Toe films over the years. Name them. Well, probably my favorite one is A Hero Never Dies. I haven't watched that many of his movies, but I quite like that one a lot. And also, he has another film that came out like five years ago called Drug War. Very enjoyable. That was his first like mainland Chinese. I think it was a co-production between mainland China and Hong Kong. Um, but this is a film of his that's kind of uh, iconic in that it's like one of his it's one of his like canonical films I think yeah. it's definitely one of his films definitely one of the ones that put him in put him in the <laughs> it's definitely one of the ones that put him on the map you know it's definitely a film he made <laughs> fuck you <laughs> um, I feel it is funny like looking into his history so he formed his independent company what's it called Mirror Eye. Milky Way. Milky Way, thank you. (laughs) Jesus Christ, man. Um, He formed an independent company around the time of the handover. I think it, like, started in 97. And basically, within his little enclave in the Hong Kong film industry, he kind of preserved what was good about Hong Kong cinema. Yeah, he did. He was, like, the one person who, like, successfully... I mean, I I know that there's some, like, post-handover... Choi Hark films that people like and stuff like that, but he does yeah. seem like the inheritor of a lot of the tendencies of, of Hong Kong cinema that kind of have dried up now. Including Johnny Toe, I was attracted to a movie in like 
four or five years. No, Election 3 um, is coming out. <laughs> really? It got announced. It's on his Wikipedia page. Oh. Well, that's good. So I know Unless that he had a lot of trouble. I know he had a lot of trouble getting his last movie released by the Chinese Communist Party, so... Yeah, um, I think I think his actual last directorial effort was a few years back now. Yeah, it's and called um, Chasing the, Dream, I think. There's some, like, production or slash writing credits on something after that. But, yeah, he, he given the rate that he was actually making films prior to that point... Yeah. That is a big gap. Yes, which is too bad. I, 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 I look at his filmography and I just, like, I was like, what is his life must be like? It's like three films yeah, a year. Just, a lot of them are pretty good. <laughs> <laughs> so that is what... That, that's why I cho- elected to elect election. Yeah. But um, what is election, you know? Well, I'm glad you asked. An election? <laughs> Webster's <laughs> defines elections as... <laughs> uh, no. Uh, so basically, this is a triad movie. And it has an Altman-esque web of characters, I would say. Uh, that there are lots of characters, but it primarily focuses around two, uh, Big D and what's the other guy's name? Woke, Woke? is that right? Uh, yeah, L O K. So Lock, Lock. Lock. I'm not sure how okay. they how they pronounce it in the film. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> Probably just Lock. Lock. Let's go with Lock. So um, there is an election for the chairman of the triad. Uh, which has traditionally been a pretty standard and non um, contentious process, apparently. But, but I, uh, I don't think it's like the entirety of the triad. It's one particular. No, it's one. Chapter. It's one. Yeah, it's like one family. Yeah. To use the uh, American mob uh, equivalent. Yeah. Uh, so yeah. So Big D and Walk. Big D is trying his best to use his money and his like drug running connections to buy the election. Whereas Locke seems to be a a favorite among the elders and the uncles of the family. Mm -hmm. Um, Now they hold an election and Locke is, is uh, swept into victory. Um, Not without some holdouts, but a key component of the handover of power involves the baton, which is just like this, um, carved stick i guess yeah uh that will um basically confer the title of uh uh, of uh you know the chairman whoever whoever controls it so um with uh walk having you know won it uh, kind of the guy who is presiding over that who i don't know if I misinterpreted that or not, but was he the outgoing chairman too? I thought this was a little, I thought that was a little hard to follow. Um, I don't know, but uh, he is for Big D, so they there basically is a um, a rush to retrieve the baton from um, mainland China, and also uh, basically the entire family gets locked up by the anti triad unit um, by the Hong Kong police. And then stuff just sort of spirals out there, and uh, that's that's that basically the movie just resolves. I've said basically like thirty times, but it uh, becomes about this power struggle between these two men, um, and both of them trying to uh, win victory and become chairman of the triad. Um, 
That's all there is to it, pretty much. <laughs> so you said basically it resolves, but in your opinion, did it resolve basically? <laughs> uh, isn't it? Isn't it? Uh, your, your, for, aren't you first supposed to proffer your opinion, bro? <laughs> yeah, but I just wanted to say that. <laughs> uh, well, Hugh, what did you think of the movie Election? <laughs> Now I thought Reese Witherspoon's Did it win you over in a landslide or <laughs> I thought I thought Reese Witherspoon's performance was starving. Yeah, yeah. I was I was thinking about making that joke as well. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad that I uh, pipped you. <laughs> <laughs> but I forgot about it. Like I was thinking about making that joke prior to recording. Um, mm. whenever I typed in election into Google and the wrong film came up. That's when I thought about doing it. But anyway, what did I think of the film election? <laughs> that happened that happened to be a lot of times. <laughs> yeah. What did I think of the film Election, directed by Johnny Toe? Johnny um, Toe, yep. Yeah, it was pretty good. What did you think? I uh, liked it a lot, um, but uh, I feel like I, uh, I just, I guess I didn't like it as much as I thought I was going to. <laughs> so, which version did you watch? I, I'm assuming you didn't no watch idea. the Criterion version because you complained about its fidelity in advance. I did, I did, uh... <laughs> I watched the Criterion version for about 50 minutes and then I downloaded another version that I watched. Yeah, I noticed it was like at the 15-minute mark. <laughs> um, I mean, you made a good choice. I watched the Criterion Channel version, which peculiarly uh, peculiarly is a terrible DVD rip yeah. <laughs> from the looks of it, which is also out of sync. Oh, yeah. Extreme. That's the most annoying part. I could deal with like the, the yeah. lower-quality visuals because... I'm used to watching Hong Kong films like that. Sure. <laughs> um, it is But the bizarre. fact that it was all out of sync, and I don't just mean like the the like ADR of Hong mm. Kong cinema, because actually this this felt like it wasn't ADR for the most part, um, but all the sound effects were clearly out of sync. So when there's that brutal sequence at the end where he's uh, beating yeah. Big D with a rock spoiler, every oh, like bro. clunk of the rock was out of sync and <laughs> it kind of made it look funny. silly <laughs> instead of brutal. Um, but anyway, you didn't like it as much as you thought you were going to. Yes. That's the takeaway. I thought it was pretty that's good. The, that's Shall the takeaway. <laughs> yeah. Let's get on to the real movies. Fuck this. this. Project time. It's project time. Project time. It's project time. Project time. It's project time. It's project time. Life is getting crazy. Come and take my hand. We can watch some movies on a voyage of the dead. Yeah. Mac is back to attack PC culture. And he's gonna chill. What the hell is a tusk? What the hell is a tusk? Yeah. Uh, well, it's a movie based on a podcast episode based on a prank. Ah, <laughs> oh, we're all already on already on great uh, non uh, shaky ground. A great foundation for art. Yes. Yeah. A movie based on. A podcast episode based on a classified ad that turned out to be a prank. Hmm. How's about that? Uh, that sounds great to me. How can that go wrong? I don't think it can. 
Um, okay, so it's a film about uh, some podcasters, one played by The Sixth Sense Kid, Haley Joel Osment, mm. and one played by PC himself. No, I mean Mac himself. <laughs> Jesus, Justin Long. Right. <laughs> uh, it would be funnier if this was John Hodgson. Uh, but anyway. Be um, there are a couple of, like, douchebag podcasters. Mm. The, like the premise of the podcast, it's called The Nazi Party. Oh, uh, yeah. Like, we can, we'll talk about that. <laughs> one of them stays in the studio and doesn't go anywhere. The other one goes and interviews, like, kooky people. <laughs> uh, with, sounds, sounds like a podcast that would be very successful. <laughs> yeah, who, who have gone viral on the internet for some reason, like the kid, the Star Wars kid who filmed himself uh, playing with his lightsaber in what? his basement or something. Remember that video? Were you too young for that? <laughs> uh, a little bit. Okay. I kind of I got that it was like referencing something. I just didn't really get, didn't really get it. I guess it's, I was like, oh yeah, it did. It, it, it felt like it felt very vague in my memory banks. But I, I don't think I ever watched the video. I remember like hearing about it, kind of. Yeah, so. like it was pre. It was a pre YouTube viral video. Pre pre my boss dropping. And it was just everyone like piling on this kid. Yeah, it's not just to, just to be clear. It's not an actual version of that. It's a it's it's a, it's a reference to this. Because, like, yeah, in the in the case of this film, instead of this him being the Star Wars kid, it's the Kill Bill kid. Yeah, who cuts who his own leg off. Cuts his own leg off with a katana. Yeah. So yeah, so one of the one of the hosts in this case, uh, Justin Long, his his role on the podcast is to actually go and do the interviews, and then he comes back to the studio and uh, fills in his friend, and they laugh about it, right? So yes. his friend is the one who doesn't see now. The person, so that's why it's called okay, the Nazi. I gotta, I gotta stop talking to you until you explain the plot. Podcast. <laughs> Nazi party. Nazi party. Um, anyway, he... So, like, yeah, so there's this kid who cuts off his leg doing Kill Bill. So he's going to travel to Canada, where the kid lives, to interview him for the podcast and then come and report back with uh, Haley Joel Osment. And uh, he goes there finds out that the kid has actually killed himself and he goes into the toilet and he sees a flyer with a room for rent and uh, the guy who was hosting the room has written his kooky story about being a, an old seafaring dude. No, it's not, it's not a kooky story. He's soliciting people to be his roommate. Yeah, but he like the reason it interests him is because... Yeah, because the guy is like, I've got stories that I will share yeah. with you. Yeah. And it intrigues him enough that he's like, okay, well, this could be a substitute story for the podcast. Yes. So he signs up. He goes down to stay with uh, this this dude who, who made the flyer. Turns out to be Michael whom? Parks of Red State fame. Oh, Red State. That's a, that's a, movie. That's a great movie. Um, playing, uh, I would say, essentially the same character. <laughs> yeah. Some some different like quirks in terms of what he's in- interested in, well, and maybe a little bit better uh, performance too. <laughs> but I guess I'll talk about that later. Similarly incomprehensible at, at points. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, essentially doing the Michael Parks thing, <laughs> which didn't really exist until these movies. But <laughs> turns out he he drugs he drugs. Um, Justin Long. What is Justin Long's character's name? He drugs back. Howard Howe. No, that's that's Michael Parks. Wallace. 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 
So uh, Wallace is there with uh, mm, Wallace. Parks, Wallace, uh, Wallace also has a girlfriend. Very yeah. important. Yeah, yeah, whatever. <laughs> this is important. Um, and uh, he gets drugged, just along that is. Mm. And uh, he wakes up, and he's he's got one of his legs cut off, mm. just like the Kill Bill kid. And. Uh, and then Michael Parks turns him into a walrus because you know mm. he, he he loved a walrus once. Yeah, Michael 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 Parks is a serial killer. He's been assembling a walrus suit out of the people he's killed. Yeah, because he's trying to relive um, the connection because, he had to this walrus. Yeah, because when he was a life. when he was a young man, yeah, and he accident he didn't accidentally he he killed the walrus to survive basically. Yeah, and he's felt guilty about it ever since, and this is part of him working through that. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the film. Yeah. I think it was safe to say that neither of us really enjoyed uh, the last uh, Kevin Smith uh, horror movie that we watched. Is that is that correct? That being Red Stain? Yes. Yeah, that was terrible. That was more like a, like a Red Stain on his career. So let's say expectations were low going into this movie, at least for me. Yep. Now, Hugh, uh, this movie is not good. It's not particularly enjoyable. It's often annoying, especially in the uh, very odd use of Canadian stereotypes. Mm-hmm. Um, and is... <sighs> it kind of sucks, you know? Fine. But uh, I didn't hate this movie as much as I thought I was going to. <laughs> Uh, definitely feels a little more like an actual movie than Red State did for whatever reason. Maybe because it was shot by Moonlight and if Beale Street could talk, James Laxton. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I would go so far as to say this is one of the best looking Kevin Smith movies. It is indeed. I agree. <laughs> so uh, that was that was very surprising. I was like, oh, this actually looks pretty good. I remember good. looking at some shots and going, this doesn't look too bad. This is weird. <laughs> yeah. Some of the lighting is actually good. Yeah. Which is very strange. Um, and there's actually not a lot of awkward staging, which, again, no. I would credit um, James Laxton with as yes. opposed to Kevin Smith because he's made films after this, which have proved him to be as incompetent as he ever was. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Some of it maybe we'll talk about next week. <laughs> or even today. <laughs> Whoa. Uh, uh, yeah, I guess we'll get to that. So this was a pleasant surprise, unlike election. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't go so far as to say that. <laughs> it's a pleasant, pleasant surprise in regards to its own, uh, my own um, expectations. Uh, but What did you like about it? Well, I kind of like how it was shot. <laughs> <laughs> it was just it was like it was like uh, it just felt a little more like it felt like a real movie which i was not expecting at all because you know you hear, the, you hear the premise based on a podcast and uh you know you, you don't you don't expect anything at all um i mean the horror scenes are not effective i kind of i kind of like michael parks though. i thought his performance is better in this than it wasn't <laughs> in red state there was like a little more i don't know not not complexity but like uh just stuff for him to say and do, you know. His character is definitely still like very wacky, but I thought I thought it was I thought his performance was entertaining, you know. Mm. Uh, I mean, not enter- entertaining is the wrong word, but it was definitely better than it it uh, it was in 
in that movie. Um, anyway, um, <laughs> I, I, I enjoyed Justin Long's performance too, even if it wasn't like good. I thought it, I thought it was entertaining. How like you know what? Was. I, I, I did also <laughs> enjoy Justin Long's performance in this. It was refreshing to see him in a Smith film, not doing a character, something he is terrible at. Yeah, he's just playing. He's just playing an asshole. Just he perfect. comes across as an asshole quite effectively. I would yes. say. <laughs> And even the stuff where he's kind of like like realizing what's happening to him and he's like upset. I thought that was actually kind of well acted. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. <laughs> uh, none of the like comedy bits of the film I thought were effective in the slightest. No. Except in one scene that I thought was very funny, um, though it was not intentional, which is the <laughs> long monologue that Genesis Rodriguez has. Oh my god! That was hilarious. Fuck! What the fuck? Maybe set that up a little bit for the listener. I I thought that was so funny. Now explain, like, explain what she's actually doing in that scene. Like, it's just bizarre. Genesis Rodriguez is, you know, nominally dating Justin Long, or she is dating Justin Long, but he is a piece of shit has cheated on her many times. So she has started a relationship with Haley Joel Osment. (laughs) Yeah. The way this is revealed to us is like it's like a five minute long like. Yeah. Uh, pushed it on her face where she's just like crying into the camera and goes on this long monologue about like, you know, I'm not going to let him destroy him. I don't, I, I'm not, I'm not going to let what he did to me define me. Um, yada, yada, yada. It's extremely strange. It's so insane. It's like, what, is this like a writing exercise that you just yeah. like stuffed into this film? And I, I thought that, I thought that sequence was really funny just because it was yeah. so like inexplicable. It was like, what is happening right now? Like, why is this part of this movie? I don't understand at all. And it was also so clear, like immediately that she was talking to Haley Joel Osment that yeah. the subsequent reveals no, uh, was pathetic. No, yeah, there's no uh, suspense about it at all. I will say my enjoyment of the film precipitously dropped as soon as a particular character was introduced. <laughs> <laughs> Pray tell which I'm, one. <laughs> uh, that'd be uh, Guy Lepont, <laughs> uh, played by uh, uh, Johnny Depp uh, with the aid of several pounds of makeup and uh, horrible hairstyling. I'm going to have to confess that I didn't hate the performance. Really? <laughs> yep. In both films or just this one? Well, we'll, we'll stick right, to I just talking about this one it. for now. I guess I'll talk. Yeah, I guess I'll get to it. It was almost like so annoying and bad that it came back mm. around the other way. And <laughs> kind of enjoyed it. Not, not for me. <laughs> yeah, I kind of, I'm kind of on the same page with you about this film. It does, it does look handsome compared to you know almost any Kevin Smith film that preceded it and uh, came after it. Um, but <laughs> I think I, I will say I think both. Clerks and um, Ball Rats and Chasey Davey. Chasing Amy, pleasant, yeah. Chasing Amy. Um, but the the biggest problem I have with this film is the horror stuff. Because I think there was actually some potential there. And you can kind of feel it at the periphery. It's just never, it never quite gels properly. Mm, and the no. final reveal of like the skin suit looks kind the of crappy. The skin suit looks bad, yeah. So it, that's, that's the problem. problem with the film. Because like there is some stuff there that like... He almost manages to generate the right atmosphere. Yeah, I think I think if it had looked so like rubbery, it would have been more effective. It was just like kind of a grimy like. I don't know. Yeah, it was. It was. It was too. It ends up being too like silly and goofy. Yeah, but when he's like forced to like try and swim, 
and he sinks under the water and he sees like the carcasses of like the previous victims mm, sure. in their um you know uh tusk suits that was that was like i think a good moment mm. and there was like some stuff around that like where you see the way that he's like sewn his arm to his body and I, I don't even mind, I don't know whose idea it was, maybe James Laxon, maybe Kevin Smith's, like the, the zoom-out motif that he does for the reveals. <laughs> mm. uh, I, I, I thought that was decent, but, like, it just it was just missing that touch that, like, pushed it over into a genuinely uncomfortable... Yeah, like... Horrific realm. It, it just looks so... It just looks so... It's like, it doesn't feel like it, it would ever be something. It's impossible. Like, you know, effective, like, gore and violent films are uncomfortable because you could you you feel like them possibly being performed you could imagine them being performed on you and this it just feels so like fake it's like this is this would never happen come on yeah it does, and it does feel fake and it kind of ruins the ending of the film which is yeah. the like the bizarre like conclusion which comes straight from the podcast no surprise that instead of like him going undergoing some medical treatment to get him out of this suit he's yeah. like <laughs> condemned to spend the rest of his life as a walrus. Like it didn't seem like enough time for him to had passed for him to be t- psychologically tortured. I agree. So you could have landed that ending if you made if you ramped up the body horror. Yeah. And really showed like how much psychological breakdown occurred to make him into a walrus. Like it wasn't it was, enough. It felt it like was it was more like, than like three days. Like, it felt like a weekend. <laughs> this guy must be really weak willed. There's no scene of him being, like, force-fed, like, LSD or something like that. Like, But, you know what? Uh, definitely a lot better than Red State. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, uh, you know, I think uh, that upward trajectory would, will only continue in the next movie, right? The next movie being? Uh, I don't know. What's it called? Uh, yoga Hoses.
I don't want to summarize this film. Neither do I. <laughs> um, At least tell me why it's called Yoga Hoses. Okay, so uh, two characters that we neglected to mention from Tusk are the two Colleen's played uh, in re- with re- remarkable presence by um, our two Lily favorite Rose young Depp. actresses. Well, let me finish. Our two favorite young actresses working today, uh, Lily Rose Depp and um, Harley Quinn Smith, uh, who just happened to be the daughters of Johnny Depp and Kevin Smith. Hmm. Yeah. Uh, and they play the convenience store clerks at this, like, 7-Eleven ripoff called A to Z. Uh, do you get it, bro? Mm. Yeah, isn't that funny? Yeah. You're fucking laughing, you son of a bitch. <laughs> and uh, basically, uh, this movie is a pseudo-sequel to Tusk, which follows these two characters as they um, navigate life and get under attack by some Nazi uh, animate uh, uh, wieners. Pratwursts. Yeah. Um, who uh, victimize their uh, <laughs> their targets by essentially anally raping them. By entering the body through the anus. Yeah. <laughs> then exiting through the, I don't even know what, I don't even know. Sounds good so far. So we're introduced to their world. Uh, they're called yoga hosers because they're Canadian, e.g. hosers, and they're into yoga. So I was not aware of the hosers thing. I had to look that up. Yeah, that's just like a Canadian hick. What's the what's the equivalent in Australia? I think it's from like Bo- a second season or something. Originally. Is that right? What's the what the fuck is an Australian hoser? <laughs> Every country has one. Oh, like I um, I know I know the word you mean. <laughs> I can't even remember it. <laughs> Jesus, are you even Australian? <laughs> Yobo. Yavo. It's not the right word. Does it start, start with a B? That sounds like a racial sort. Bogan. Yeah, Bogan. Thank you. Oh, Bogan. That's it. Okay. <laughs> I said, is, that, I said, is that what it refers to in Canada? Like like someone who's kind of crass and yeah. from like suburban. Lower I think I think so. Class, I think so. Class. I don't know. It's just like a generic, like you know, Canadian guy. Actually, something funny about this movie is it's set in Manitoba, which is the Canadian province. I guess there's two Canadian provinces that border um, Minnesota, but it's one of the two that do that. So, so you could you could go up there right now. Yeah, I could become a hoser myself. Hmm. Um. Yeah. So basically, we're introduced to their world. We go to their school in a pointless scene yeah uh, <laughs> he's only 80 minutes long or something like that it's like 80 87 uh if you cut out all the unnecessary stuff it could have been like 20 minutes i think come on man <laughs> uh let's see who else do we got we got uh fade rotha himself elvis, or himself. elvis i prefer fade rotha but you know that's the character he's gonna play in dune as a satanist as a Teenage Satanist who wants to uh, And what's kill. his name in the film? Uh, I have no idea. <laughs> uh, Hunter, I believe. <laughs> oh, yeah, that's right. That's right. <laughs> as soon as he mentioned his name, I was like, oh, he's, so he's going to be bad. <laughs> uh, very funny. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
so we got Hunter. And he has like a weird friend whose name I can't remember. What else do we have? We've got uh, Tony Hale as uh, the Lily Rose Depp, Colleen's uh, stepfather. Natasha Leone herself. Natasha um, Leone as the poor store manager who's fucking uh, Colleen's Tony Hale and is the, yeah, the manager of the store. Um, What else? Uh, Johnny Depp comes back. Uh, Gila Point comes back, yeah. Um, Kevin Conroy comes back. Oh, that was that was just sad. <laughs> this is this is the last live action thing he was in before he died. Mm-hmm. And then we got uh, Hollywood Babylon co-host, whatever that guy's name is, Ralph Garman. Yep, he was also a, in Tusk. Yes. And also uh, in Red State. And, and, and this, uh, yes, that's true. And, and this, he plays a much more irritating role mm. as a, a Canadian Nazi scientist. Um, both these movies have the Nazi party in them. That's right. Um, mm. Yeah, well, I, don't, I don't know what else to say. Is that's that enough. an adequate that's summary? That's kind of a shambolic movie. <laughs> okay, uh, but what remains here is what did you think of Yoga Hosers? <laughs> now, this movie, this movie has a reputation as being one of the worst movies it's ever been made. Um, yep. <laughs> would you say it lived up to that reputation, or did it live down to that reputation? <laughs> <laughs> well, both of those sound negative. But I'm actually going to be quite positive about this film. I enjoyed most of it. I'm going to say that. I'm going to enjoy most of it. What is wrong with you? I I feel like he got into a vibe with with the first uh, two thirds of this film where you're just hanging out with these annoying girls. No. So when it opened and they start like singing their their music, I was oh, like, oh God. Jesus, because they they can't sing. The voices sound terrible. Like, I felt I felt I felt embar- I felt embarrassed for them watching. Yeah, them. I felt embar- I felt embarrassed too. And then you know they started like hanging around and uh, talking to their principal and looking at their phones. I was like, I'm kind of enjoying this. This is kind of like <laughs> a nice vibe. It's like a Kevin Smith old school style. It's extremely lazy and dodgy, but like. You know, if this came on late at night and uh, I was like half drunk or something, I'd, I'd stick stick there's through it. There's too many irritating. There's too many irritating characters for it to be. No, nah, man, I feel like this is a film that you're going to grow to love with me. Maybe and that uh, could we're going to revisit annually at least. But again, I, I just, I just, I just can't get over like like Mark my Justin, Justin Long's horrible performances. The I mean, this is a good example of why he's good in Tusk and he's not good in like anything yeah. else where he's straying <laughs> from his own persona. He's terrible in this. Uh, He's terrible at characters, especially in Kevin Smith films, but probably in other films as well. I mean, he's he's fine as he's pretty good as Mac, right? Sort of a a douchebag Mac guy. <laughs> those in, in retrospect, those ads are so funny. Cause it's like, oh, would you rather be like a, a asshole or a beta? <laughs> like that's the dichotomy that's set up. <laughs> <laughs> Buy it, Mac. You'll be a douchebag. <laughs> like okay. <laughs> Mm. Sorry about that. Oh God! Yeah, uh, it's insane. There is there any other movie that, or any other country that this would be acceptable to make a movie with this like level of stereotype? 
Yeah, it does feel like he's just found a target that would be acceptable to yeah, make to everyone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I kind of found that funny in and of itself in a way because it was just no. like it was just like why? <laughs> we should say that, you know, Johnny Depp is like in um Tusk but only for like, you know, maybe like 10 minutes or something like that. Yeah. It's very small. And this movie is like the third lead basically. <laughs> I, I, didn't you find there was something sweet about that scene where he's like talking to the two girls in the library and it's like it's Kevin Smith and Johnny Depp's daughter Kevin Smith is behind the camera Johnny Depp is acting in <laughs> uh, he's, ta- he's, he's talking about he's, ta- he's drawing uh, the testicles he's talking about yep. t- testicles Come on, man. <laughs> and new <laughs> <laughs> now I, I I read I read a um, I, I read a, a, a letterbox review that I can't find now years ago about this movie that was like um yeah this is a movie where kevin smith like wants to fuck his daughter i was like okay that's that's weird and like you know when you watch it it's like that's like literally the plot of the movie pretty much like because kevin smith plays all of these little like uh bratwurst guys and uh you know again the way that they uh um kill their victims is by eatily penetrating them and I, there's something really disturbing to me about the scenes where he's like running towards his dad, like, <laughs> like wanting to like interrupt her ass. There's something about the way that she was filmed too that I was like, this is a little weird. Like, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if you agree with me on that. If that's just my uh, my no, wanting no, to read sweet. into this, it was <laughs> no sweet. way, no way. Because <laughs> I'm sweet. assuming they were actually friends in real life. That's the only thing that makes sense. I mean, why else would Kevin Smith be like in the same orbit as Johnny Depp? Yeah, so I'm ass- yeah, I'm assuming like Harley Quinn Smith and Lily Rose Depp were actually friends. That's the only thing that makes sense. I, I even kind of enjoyed the stuff with Austin Butler and that whole plot line. Mm. It's kind of fun. Did you now? I did. <laughs> I did. <laughs> it is funny that this is the same cinematographer as Tusk. Yeah, it, it looks it worse. looks much worse. <laughs> but it's also combined with like almost photoshop level <laughs> compositing <laughs> I, I did enjoy how bad the cgi graphics were they were so yeah. bad that was that was actually amusing because like it, it sometimes feels like they've used stop motion animation of like an actual little figurine mm. composited kevin smith's head on it and then yeah. badly composited that into an actual scene and then added like cgi like sauerkraut blood that did not read a sauerkraut until someone said that later in the why film. Would, why do they have sauerkraut blood anyway? Except for just to indulge another uh, like national stereotype. I thought that was. I mean, strange. you answered your own question. Yeah. <laughs> now the Ralph Garvin scene like drops this movie from like a, a one to like a negative thirty. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So we should just set that up quickly. So they get to the source of these evil Nazi sausages, and it turns out to be Ralph. Garmin, who has been cryogenically frozen um, since the Second World War, um, but he's he's been released prematurely, and his little experiment, which was these evil Nazi sausages, um, uh, came alive before they were ready, so they're kind of dumb, and played by Kevin Smith. Yes. But um, he does... He... he Learns he learned everything from American television, so there's this, just this excruciating uh, endless, scene, endless sequence where he does impression after impression. Yeah, and then we get like uh, 
the Cullies be like, oh, I don't know who that is, eh? Oh, sorry, yeah. Boop Dad. I don't know who that is. And Johnny's like, oh, you don't know who Adon Svatsadega is? And it just goes on forever. And then finally the big, forever. The, big, the big bad monster is revealed. And it's just like the tusk monster with a hockey mask on Looks top of bad. it. Got the same special effects guy to do it. <laughs> yeah. Clearly. Um, and so that really dragged the movie down. Yeah. But, but prior to that, it's pretty enjoyable. We should no, revisit this no. film. <laughs> I, I'll revisit it, but I did not enjoy watching this movie. The only thing I liked about it is how short it was. I think it was it was funny that they were like, oh, there's all these characters that are being introduced. Like, the principal of the school. I'm sure she'll come back. And it's like, nope. Okay. Yeah, well. but this was, this was going to lead to a whole universe. The, the, yeah, um, where's fucking Moose Jaws? Did you enjoy uh, Stan Lee's cameo? This is a little elder abuse <laughs> I mean, it's embarrassing to have another uh, another uh, Stan Lee cameo in your in your movie. I think. Um, <laughs> loved it. Loved given, it. Just just given how good the one in Far uh, Rats is, you know, <laughs> like why why do this, dude? I don't understand this at all. So we should also say that, like, although some of the characters are reprising their roles from Tusk, such as the the, uh, the titular yoga hoses. Other actors are also in this from Tusk, but playing different characters. Yes. Like uh, Genesis Rodriguez is playing just a different character. She's playing the gym teacher. In, the in gym teacher. Scene. And Haley Joel Osment <laughs> is someone else as well. And obviously oh, so yeah. is... Um, Justin Long. So is Justin Long. He's the yoga teacher. It's the yogurt, yogurt, yogurt hoser. And we also neglected to mention that, um, in contrast to Tusk, we have an appearance by Jason Mewes. Mm, we do. I did. You know, that was my favorite part of the movie is that he showed up for one, one scene. <laughs> uh, he, it almost made me feel like uh, overcome with emotion because he just looks so old. See? It's like, oh, I'm glad that he's, I'm glad that he's not dead. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> See, it's a it's a great film. It's it's warm hearted. No, I... You've got Kevin Smith and his daughters, Johnny Depp and his daughters, slash daughter, slash daughter. Uh, did you enjoy? Um... And you got Jason Mewes. You got Stan Lee. It's action packed. You got Elvis. Did you enjoy uh, uh, the Sixth Sense enjoy, kid. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not even supposed to be here today. <laughs> yes, yes. How could you not like this film after that? Come on, man. Very easily. <laughs> I feel like we just need to like open some cans and uh, schedule an interview. Well, uh, get high. I'll, hey, I'll watch it every year. I don't care. We could do we could do a yoga hosers. The uh, <laughs> we should just do a Kevin Smith special every year. <laughs> <laughs> Why don't? Yeah, well, on this day, <laughs> every 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 to every, what is today? The twenty second slash twenty third. Twenty third in Australia. Every twenty yeah. third slash twenty second, we are going to watch. Uh, <laughs> we're going to watch. Uh, uh, we're going to do a Kevin Smith special where we, we where we rewatch all of his films and re break <laughs> All of his films, okay. All of his films, all of his films. So I feel like we can at this point um, put div- different Kevin Smith films into various baskets. Mm, yeah, I mean we should probably do that at the end. But just to follow on the point that we're making about uh, this being an appropriate annual screener, 
there are certain films of, of his that you just want to watch to get into the vibe, like More Rats, like we did mm. when I was in Minnesota. Mm. Just We just popped on More Rats and it was just there. It was great. Beautiful Contributing film. to the atmosphere in the room. Um, I feel like this this is that kind of film. You just pop up. Remember, remember, remember when we went into the... I think you're going to be proven... I bet the second time you watch this movie, you're going to not enjoy a single second of it. Disagree. But like yeah, or, things uh, like obviously you never gonna like go. Oh, I'm gonna I'm gonna put on Red State and just vibe out to no. that, or I'm gonna this put one, on this Zach one, and Miri make a porn. But I think yeah. I think I think Tusk also has uh, a decent a decent vibe in it. Yeah, but I, I think Yoga Hoses has a better vibe. Mm, could be in terms of like rewatchability at least. Good film. Uh, nope. Good film. I think this is his best since when? Like Clerks 2? <laughs> uh, I think Tusk is better than this. I think I'll take Yoga Hoses over Tusk. Well, uh, that's They're close. Fine. Like it is a return. It's a bit of a return to form. Uh, I guess. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, I, mean, I guess, uh, no. Yeah, form, like form does feel like the wrong word. <laughs> <laughs> Given how formless his movies are. Am I right, bro? But it just felt like he was in the wrong place when he made, like, Red State. Yeah, Red State. Like, that's not what we want Kevin Smith. Zach, Zach and Miri and fucking uh, Cop Out. These are all just, like, him in the wilderness. Yes, it's not right. We want this kind of bullshit. Both, both Tusk and... Uh, and um... Yoga hoses. I feel like, yeah, he's, he's reclaiming a little bit of what makes his movies good, I think. Well, they still suck. So they still suck, but that is kind of what makes his movies good, right? <laughs> but uh, I would say something like Mallrats that kind of sucks, but I love it, you know. And this yeah. kind of sucks, and I don't love it. <laughs> I will say this: this sucks, but I like it. Mm. It's only it only sucks, and I like it. <laughs> It's only sucking suck, but I like it, I like it. How's that? Good. And then I'll do it for the show today. Goodbye.